Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I cannot believe we are on episode 12. It has been three months of season two of Deep Dive with Vanessa Day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> it is a bittersweet episode for me because as much as we celebrate the end of an amazing season that has been groundbreaking for us here at Deep Dive at Jam Street, Miss Amanda and the crew, we also have to really celebrate the fact that we've done 12 incredible episodes, including this one. And there's no better way to close a season than with my boo. Yes. Welcome. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. How are you? You know, they say grand opening, grand closing. Mm, we never close, though, baby. <laughs> we never close. Mm. This is a short break that we are taking. And yes, I speak this just to say that we're taking a break after this final episode of season two. And I didn't know any other way to close than with my partner in life, my mm -hmm. love, Rotimi. Yes, yes, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining us again. Well, you made me come down because I was upstairs watching the game, and I, but I'm here for you, and I love you. That's why I'm here. I appreciate you. You okay. know, love is about compromise sometimes. Yes, it is. You know, mm. you watch six hours of basketball, Yes. Yeah. and you know, you spare me an my, hour my of My life. I spare you my life. <laughs> 18 hours the rest of the day, yes. No, no, no. Honestly, it's been an incredible time for us because through this season, we've gone through Corona. Yeah. We've gone through life lessons. We've gone through glamping. We've gone through growth. We've gone through transitions. And I hope that you've been experiencing all these ups and downs and in-betweens with us. So thank you for tuning in every single week. This week's episode is dedicated to you. We want to leave you on a positive note. We talk about inferiority complexes Ro thank you for joining us again yes, it's always a pleasure to have you I get such great reviews when you're on the show so thanks for joining us again of course you're the wisest of them all oh my love mirror mirror on the wall no it's cool it's cool seeing you you know take the things we talk about and, and give it to the world so it's it's cool to watch them. You know, but I always let them know where it comes from. Oh. And that's and that's true partnership. I to know. me, it's like, you know, I can't I can't claim all the wisdom because it had to come from somewhere. And you oh, are man. a very, very, very great source. Oh, Thank my you. Love. I appreciate that. <laughs> so today we talk about inferiority complexes. Okay. And <clears throat> You know, a lot of people say, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You've heard about it. Mm -hmm. It's something that's very common in in our culture to hear. Oh, the, you know, he's, you know, he or she suffers from an inferiority complex. Mm -hmm. And just to summarize that, you know, mm -hmm. it's an unrealistic feeling of general inadequacy caused right. by actual or supposed inferiority right. in one sphere, sometimes marked by aggressive behavior in compensation. Mm. We've all met somebody we know mm. who has struggled with inferiority complex. Mm. Ourselves in our lives have m maybe tackled inferiority complexes at one point in, in our lives. Can you tell me your first experiences with inferiority complexes? Uh, period. You know, for me, growing up in a Nigerian household, your father really wouldn't let you to ha have an opinion. Mm. So you start thinking like, 
but this is right. And he, and he'll cut it off. He'll say, no, my opinion is what it is. Your opinion isn't what it is. This is what we're going to do. And that's just parenting. It's not abuse or anything. It's just parenting. Mm. And so you, if you're not careful, you can grow up feeling like your opinion has no weight mm. and everyone else around you is their answers are the, are the ones. So you are start the right, ones. Are the right ones. So you start feeling inferior about yourself and not knowing where it comes from. So I remember even for me when I was 16, 17, I, I was, my mom combat combated that by saying, okay, no, what you're saying makes sense. But my dad being a strong African man made sure that he was the man of the house. So his word was the final word. His word was the final word and nothing else mattered. And so when I was 16, 17, I started breaking out of that and saying, no, but my decisions are smart. I'm pretty wise. I'm this. So if you're not careful, it can fall into it by parenting. It can come into it from friends early. It can come. It all starts when you're young. Mm -hmm. All of it starts when you're young. And Mm so I broke out of it early enough. But in terms of the inferior part of it, man, like you can walk around a room and Everyone can be completely wrong, but mm-hmm. because you don't have any faith in your own opinions, mm-hmm. it automatically dims your light. And I think it starts from from, ch- from childhood. And it's an interesting thing that you say, because a lot of people walk around not even knowing that they're struggling yeah. or knowing that they have um, a- an embedded source of trauma that, yeah. that creates this yeah. um, um opposing thoughts in your mind where yeah. like am I right am I yeah. wrong it, it, it's like- it starts with second guessing mm. so you start being like well I think I'm right and then somebody else can sound so sure mm-hmm. and you take that one you know what yeah because it mm-hmm. reminds you of the authority that you're used to mm-hmm. so it automatically then separates you from the pack and now you have this inferiority complex where it's like I don't even want to speak I, I don't know if my words mean anything mm. I don't I don't know if what I say is going to hold any weight. And mm-hmm. if you're not careful, it can go into adulthood. It can go into this and you're the smallest person in the room. And and that's how it starts. And it's funny because I think this is the case for a lot of young Africans, because again, upbringing doesn't really allow us to, to have a mm-hmm. second say after no. the last say from our parents. And this right. is across cultures. Honestly. 100%. 100%. Um, I, think that I had to overcompensate because number one, my inferiority complex growing up came from the fact that I was a small person, physically small. Mm -hmm. Like I was shorter than everybody. I was smaller than everybody. I didn't see myself in great regard. Mm -hmm. Right. And that came from always being teased about it. So my trauma comes from being teased as a child. Okay. Right. And so when I, when I, when I thought about my opinions and my thoughts and what I needed to say, I, at, when I was younger, I did not speak. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not going to say anything. As you mm-hmm. said, my words didn't carry weight. But as I grew older, I had to overcompensate. So I would try and be loud. And the, the life of the party. And the life of the party. Right. And have the final say. And, you know. And so do you feel like, do you feel like being that way is still an inferiority complex? If you're the loudest in the room? Oh, my goodness. A hundred percent. Here are some clear signs of inferiority complex. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. Highly competitive streaks. Okay. Number one. Mm -hmm. This is a major sign of someone who has a struggle of inferiority uh, complex. Number two, perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Attention seeking. 
is another one. Mm -hmm. Very sensitive to criticism. Mm -hmm. Constantly finding fault in others mm -hmm. and finding it difficult to admit mistakes. Mm. Do you feel like that was you? I feel like I was... I'm, I was very competitive. Mm, same. I am a perfectionist to date. Mm -hmm. um, attention seeking was a big thing that I did, hence the overly loud, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, well, I want to be the last one with a say yeah. type energy and very, very, very sensitive to criticism. criticism. Yeah. You feel me? I feel you. It's so hard to admit these things. Nah, we deep diving, baby. <laughs> we deep diving. Come on. It's so hard to admit these things because you look back at yourself and you're like, wow, look at look at silly old me. Mm. Like having not faced my own demons and combating everyone along the way. Now, there's some things that are really good about this because, yes, you are a competitive human being by right. nature. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But there's a healthy type of competitiveness. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the destructive kind. Too much of anything is not good. 100%. Right. Right. And then there's being a perfectionist. Perfectionism is a good thing. But it can be to a fault. No, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. No one is perfect. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of my um my sorrow in the industry came from the fact that I had the baddest stuff out there and I didn't receive the reception that I wanted. So the music was great, it sounded fantastic, but why didn't I have a hundred million views yet? Mm -hmm. So you does that I mean? add to the inferiority complex? I think that was a struggle of acceptance of self, mm -hmm. self-accepting the fact that at this point, this is my portion. Mm -hmm. And this is another thing altogether. This right. is another thing altogether. But at the time, it came from knowing that my work was great, mm -hmm. but the reception didn't Add match. It. Right. It yeah. didn't match. And that was a huge struggle for me. So, so question. So when was the actual shift in inferiority complex not being... That uh, that that not being an issue anymore for you with the inferiority complex. When did, when did that switch happen? To be honest, I don't think it ever happened throughout my career. Like you, you didn't stop. I didn't stop because what I would do, and this is also a result of inferiority, is mm -hmm. I would compare myself. Yes. And comparison is a killer of all success. Yes. And you know where comparison usually starts from in our generation now as mm. teenagers, adults, social media. 100%. And being outside. Yo, there's ads for everything. In commercials, <gasps> you always feel like you don't have something. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, it, and it makes you say, I have a new 10. I have an iPhone 10, but dang, the 11. I need the 11. I, Dang, this is not as good anymore. Right. This is so crazy. suddenly your iPhone 10 that services you perfectly. Perfectly. You, can, you just bought it. You just bought it. Yeah. You take, you're getting calls. <laughs> you can check your Instagram. You can call your yes. mom. Yes. You can make transactions. Yes. You can do everything you need to do with this device. Mm -hmm. But because there's something on the television saying, we got the new, better, better version. And you don't have it. Internally, <laughs> it makes you feel like you're not you're not it you you're don't have it. it and it. subconsciously when you live like that especially in in this culture here and everywhere actually mm -hmm. you look and it's like okay i don't have a i have a i have water but i'm looking there's a coca-cola ad i danny coca-cola i don't think water is enough for me dang okay i have to go there i don't have this and and it starts being your norm <sighs> it starts necessarily being completely being who you are like i don't have enough of any of it and that also adds to inferiority complex 
100%. And just to answer your question, because we kind of segued out of that, mm-hmm. I think what it was for me that saved me is that I knew very well that I was very talented. Nice. And that I was maybe a little ahead of my audience mm-hmm. or my time. Mm-hmm. And that was my understanding of everything. So yeah. everything else was, you know, there were elements of the inferiority with the reception, but not my work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about my work. My work was great. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the work is great, but why won't they receive it? Like, you know what I mean? How yeah. I want them to receive it. Yeah. That's because the perfectionist in me sees the proportionality is this work deserves this type reception. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, th- so it was stuff like that. So if you ask me when I stopped, I always knew my stuff was great. Right. And I knew when I didn't do things that were great. And yeah. I knew when I th- did things that were less than me. And I knew when I, you know, so I was very much aware of all of these things. It's just that at some points in my journey, I had to identify that I was number one, comparing myself mm-hmm. because I didn't understand why this was getting this reception and mine wasn't, but it was me comparing myself mm-hmm. and that's a problem 100 you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's all these things that we kind of have to discover along the journey and these are part of these are uh, little um elements of understanding that there is a problem here's the question what do you do when you discover that there is a problem what do you do what do you do like how do you how do you so for me mm-hmm. it was okay I recognize the issue is that I'm comparing my work to everybody else. Not my work, mm-hmm. my reception to everybody else's. What do you do when you figure out the problem? How are you, how did you get by? Well, again, so I, for me, I was fortunate because I was young. Mm-hmm. I was 17, you know, and so I just started, it, it was a mixture of being rebellious, but then also now saying, you know, my voice matters. I'm going to college and I, I've made all the right decisions. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. So you start building your own confidence. I started building my own confidence and I started having deeper conversations with my mom. Mm. My mom would say, just trust yourself. Mm. Just trust it. And you always having someone there to remind you early who you are and don't forget that you are not this small thing mm-hmm. is so important to anybody's uh, growth level. Anybody. You know, and so for me, my mom was that. And again, it wasn't something that my dad was doing intentionally. It was just how he was raised, right. you know? And so... For me, <clears throat> she reminded me, no, you make the decision. You do this. No, no, no. Mm. What, do, what, do, what do you think is right? Don't ask this. What do you feel like? And so mm. I became, all right. I started using those practices in my everyday life, you know, and then going to college for me, I'm on my own now. So I'm not, I can't depend on anyone. So for me, it was like trusting who I was. And when I saw the response to my decisions or the things I was saying or the way I thought or this, it changed everything for me. So I think having somebody there that always, again, if you're not sure early, have someone there that pushes you. We all need that. Have someone that guides you. Have somebody that, you know, reminds you who you are, you know, and thank God for, for love as well. You know, a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so that helps. And then also just reflecting like, no, you know what? On the other side of fear is a beautiful, beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. So when you when you cross that fear, it's usually like, that was it? Yeah. My answer, you, y'all agree with me? Yeah. And, oh. that, and, that, and that, this is so crazy because yeah. we've been talking about fear this season. We've been yeah. tackling fear so much this season. So in that answer, you've said you've literally touched on our on the other side of fear is joy, number yeah. one. But you've also touched on what we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. 
putting yourself in positions that make you uncomfortable, that make you do the thing that you weren't good at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like exercising the growth muscle. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about that so much this season, especially in brain growth and, you know, you know, other kinds of growth. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that type of elevation, breaking out of, you know, the seed. Mm-hmm. I told everybody about the seed last week <laughs> <laughs> and how yeah. mom was saying yeah. growth requires a little bit of expansion and pain to mm-hmm. break out into the next atmosphere. These points are touching on growth and and and, and healing and mm-hmm. uh, restoration and mm-hmm. all these things that are very very important. Now, I I think that at each stage of our life we need to really recalibrate. Mm-hmm. At sixteen, you had mom. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. You're in the entertainment Ooh, industry, okay, babe. Question, yeah. You're on a major television show. Yeah. Your music mm-hmm. is what you dream to do, mm-hmm. but people are not receiving your music yet. Mm-hmm. What is going through your mind? Is your inferiority attacking you at this point that maybe I'm not that good? Mm. I'm not saying you yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying that the mind can do that to you because you set out to be a sensational singer. Right. But this is what's getting the love right now. Yeah. Uh, what's your mindset? I think my mindset on that was... At first, it's like, you know what, as a competitor, it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm better than all these people. Mm -hmm. I never lost that thought process. Mm -hmm. That's what was key for me. Mm -hmm. That didn't allow me to have an inferior complex, inferiority Mm -hmm. complex. What made me uh, uncomfortable was that, how is this working for them and this working for them? And and it never made me question myself. I just questioned the timing for me. So I had to consistently just keep working and working and working and working. And I knew that that was what it was going to be. It was frustrating because you put so much time into it and it's not getting received the way you want it to get received. But at the same time, I'd never questioned myself. And I give it to 50, man. 50, one of the illest things 50 Cent told me was, yo, you're dope. It's, and Tyree said the same thing. You're dope. Don't worry about what hits at what time. As long as you're popping, as long as you're in their face, as long as your name is still ringing, it's opening up the doors for everything. Another thing that another thing really closely I want to say real quick, what he said to me also changed the way I viewed being around big artists or people that had big Influence. influences. And the illest thing he said to me was, yo, the when you first when you call somebody big brother and you look up to them and say, This is your big brother, this is my big brother, hey, how you doing, big bro? You've already minimized yourself. That is, that man was not there when you were raised. He did not help you do anything like that. So you view yourself as equal level to this person. You want to call him your brother? That's your brother. My brother, respect to you. Don't ever minimize. And I changed how I viewed that is everyone. Crazy. I changed how I viewed everyone. So no one ever, and, you, and you've seen how I talk No to one people. suns you. No one ever suns me. No one ever comes to me like, oh, that's my little bro, Ro. Nah, never. Because I never let that happen. Let that be the tone. So that kind of changed the inferiority complex with with people. Babe, hold up. Okay, I'm that sorry. Is, that is I'm such going. a gem right there. Uh, okay. Because I think a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. In our society, people want to put you lower yeah. than they are yeah. to make themselves feel better yeah. than you are. Yeah. This is a big problem. Yes. And it's a big indication of their inferiority complex 100%. to always want to uplift themselves and put themselves on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And so everything they do is 
A1 yeah. and everything you do is lesser than. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. You have a mentor mm -hmm. in the form of the mm -hmm. 50 Cent yeah. who says to you, don't ever let anyone say Lil, Lil bro, bro to you. And yeah. don't go to someone say Big, Big bro, bro to them. Never. You've already put yourself sub. Big, yes, sub. <sighs> And so that changed my whole mindset. So I walk in and I say, yo, I'm supposed to be in this room. You here? I'm here. There you, know? you go. That's, and that's how I always carried myself. So I always carried myself, going back to the other question about mm. music, mm. I always carried myself like I had the biggest record. Mm. I always carried myself like, yo, you know who I am, you know? And so that kind of psychologically prepared me for now that the records are doing what they do. Right. So it was always that I didn't allow myself to have an inferior complex, you know, and I would have been done if I would have allowed that to be right, the case, right. you know, and especially with the power, with power being so strong. And so in everyone's uh, living room every Sunday, you can't, you, it's easy to fall into that and say, I can't compete with that. And so I didn't allow myself to have that moment. So I had to say, you know, my time is coming and that's what you have to live with. And it's, it's, it's amazing that you touched on that because before we went on, Amanda said, you know, I would like to hear about like, you know, the anxiety of feeling lower mm -hmm. than someone you yeah. view as a mentor. Right. And I think you answered that perfectly in that moment where you walk into that place and it's like, listen, mentor, you've just got more time on me than yeah. I like. You basically have just done more than I have in the time that you've been around. 100%. But it doesn't make you any better than me. No, and that's, I think, a big way to deal with that anxiety of meeting someone that you look up to or the mm -hmm. anxiety of meeting someone who naturally has done things that are seemingly exciting to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important for kids of our generation to hear that. I think it's powerful to see a mentor as just someone who's just put in more hours as opposed to someone who's better yeah. or has done better than you. Mm -hmm. Powerful there, mister. Come on now. You know, I want to, I, I thought it was important for, for young people to have, a um, or people, whoever you are, mm -hmm. people of the world to listen to, to, opinions about this from people who they seemingly look up to like mm -hmm. yourself like mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. because and we watched an incredible documentary this week um that was narrated by michael phelps mm -hmm. and it's about the depression of olympic olympic athletes, athletes. Yeah. and i forget what it was called but you know, he touches on a topic that you never hear of, and this is basically the perfectionism and the training and the excellence of an Olympic athlete. Mm -hmm. You think about it. These, these athletes all their life mm -hmm. are training to go to the biggest race, the biggest game, the biggest event mm -hmm. of their career, which mm -hmm. is the Olympics. The Olympics. Yeah. the Olympics last two months. Yeah. Your but, but, event. But, but actually, they train for literally 45 seconds or three minutes. Or three minutes, because basically they're trying yeah, to beat the clock. Yeah, they're, they're trying to beat the clock. So it's not even two months. No. You, you're lucky if you get two months. You get 45 seconds to right. prove you train 20. Think about it. 25 right. years for 45 seconds. Right. You train huh. your whole life for 45 seconds. In the case of um, who's the fastest man in the world? Uh, there's a couple. But Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, yes. In his case, Usain Bolt, how many seconds? Man, yeah. like crazy, crazy six seconds, <laughs> you know, however fast he runs that 200 yeah. or 100 meters. I don't know. Yeah. You see, it's 
crazy. So mm. basically, the documentary centered around the stress level and the fact that at the end of all of this perfectionism mm -hmm. and building of excellence, mm -hmm. they find that they don't have a life. Mm -hmm. What do they go back to? So the Olympics are done and then what? Yeah. They come back to stillness. Mm -hmm. They come back to um, maybe like little competitions here and there but they already if did if they're lucky yeah. they but they already did the grand event which mm -hmm. was the olympics mm -hmm. whether they came home with gold bronze or silver we don't know mm -hmm. but you know luckily you don't get injured so you can do it again in the next four years so you train again for mm -hmm. four years and this and that and the third my takeaway from that was you gotta really live a life where you're living in your in your full self like understanding who you are mm -hmm. what you love mm -hmm. what you need mm -hmm. what enhances the betterment of your life mm -hmm. and everything else is subsidiary yes. and it takes a lot of time to really come to that understanding truly fully like yeah, yeah. it's it's how we live our lives you yeah. know me and you like people are like so what do you guys do in like in your free time? I say yeah. we enjoy each, each other. other. Yeah. And it's the it's the and we say this all the time, is the simpler life is, the more beautiful it is. Oh my goodness. You know, and 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 so 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 having people would say, Oh, but you guys have this amount of money and da 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 da. It's like, yo, we sleep. How many how many bathrooms can you use at one time? How many beds can you sleep in at one time? How many TVs can you watch at one time mm. now? So like it's about enjoying the moment of who you're watching mm. TV with, who you're laying with. We in the bathroom sometimes together, so it's okay. <laughs> but you know, so it's like who you could actually enjoy these moments with, and it's the simple, simple, simple things, man. You could be—I know so many people who have millions and millions of dollars and are miserable because of this same thing that you're speaking. Yes. Of. And so what is all that money for? And what are the accolades for? What is it? And you could be pushing to str and striving for that dream job, for that multi-million dollar contract, for that mm -hmm. house, mm -hmm. for that whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. But if you're not really happy with self internally, it's you are it's absolutely it's nothing. nothing. And you know what's crazy? I'm going to give this example, babe, because okay. this happened to us recently and we okay. had to really check ourselves. Yes. Congratulations to Roe for recently signing a multi-million deal with Empire. Uh, thank you, babe. Thank I'm so you. proud of you. Thank you see, you. literally, you are a walking, living testimony of just living in your time. Yeah. And experiencing the best of the time that you have. Now, making the most of the time that you have here and mm -hmm. doing what you can and leaving your best footprints, right? Mm -hmm. But something that I really loved is that after we signed the contract, mm -hmm. we were just like, we just rolled up and just glamped like hugged, <laughs> hugged up on each other and we just went to sleep there was no pop champagne there was no crazy uh, announcement yeah. there was nothing and then the next day i said hold up mm -hmm. babe you just signed this incredible deal mm. we need to really take a moment to give god the glory and yeah. in that just you know give be testimonies of what we've done yeah. only because we have to show for th to inspire, which is very important to yeah. the both of us, yes. for 
the, the for the mere fact that we have to be inspiring to somebody else, mm -hmm. we have to do a little bit of a celebration. Yes. But personally, we are very satisfied with yeah, where we are at yeah. in our lives. Uh. And the reason why you see these announcements is for somebody else to be like, I aspire. That's the only reason why we post that. Right. Because we, I went back and forth with each other. I don't say it was like yes, they post. Let them no, know. No, you posted because yeah. that gives glory to number one God, but 100%. also it is aspirational to somebody, somebody else, else, right? 100%. When they hear your story, 100%. they can see. Oh, okay, this mm -hmm. has been the journey for mm -hmm. this person. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I know we've kind of gone. Sideways. I tie it back for myself. So tie it back for someone who started with an inferiority complex as go. a child, mm -hmm. and didn't know their worth mm. truly do you think there was a point where you didn't know your worth truly truly i knew who i was but i didn't know how to the magnitude of my worth i didn't know how powerful i was would you box yourself i would box myself before anybody else would. but this is, this is a teenage right you know? but so somebody like needs I would, to hear this i would box myself and not and not remember who i am i my mom would say these things like you know you are this 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 and you're blah okay yeah and i would do that before anybody else could so i i did that and so for someone who started off that way and didn't know but just was naturally good at everything but still didn't know what they were really worth you break out of that self-love you find you find something you love you find that inner core of you that says i am worthy that is mo that's probably one of the most powerful words any human being can have is I am worthy. Mm -hmm. And you believe that and you make that a mantra mm -hmm. and you dream, oh my goodness, then you'll be talking about multi-million dollar deals if that's what you want. Or mm -hmm. you'll be talking about the new uh, um, sh uh, shop that you want to build. You're talking about whatever it is you want, it will happen. And just to combat that is I am worthy. I guess that's the answer, folks. Honestly, because if you think about it, they say that to combat inferiority complexes, you have to go through a lot of counseling, mm. a lot of time with a therapist, mm. a lot of time with someone who can really dissect the core of the issue, mm -hmm. which is beautiful and powerful, but a one minute therapy class from here <laughs> is that it all begins with yourself. Yes. You have to really love, really treasure, mm -hmm. really desire to be your best self and really look at yourself and say in I, those beautiful words, I am worthy. And your thoughts are valid. Your opinions are valid. Your mistakes will take you to a point of growth that will make you get to the next best point of yourself. So mm. I'm just happy that you could share this moment with us. I never told anybody that before. Which part? Well, you knew this, but I didn't never told the world this. This is kind of crazy. Welcome to Deep Dive. God, you got me diving, girl. Ah! Diving. How deep are we right now? That is, crazy. That is a double entendre. Ooh, girl, you know, okay, all right. Please turn this mic off. <laughs> <laughs> guys it's been an incredible season i you know the thing about this platform that me and amanda always talk about is that how we is how genuine how honest how 
therapeutic, how how necessary it is. Mm. You know, how necessary it is, especially because we touch on things, as Ro just said now, that we don't necessarily even speak about or identify in ourselves, number one, but also the things that people around you are not talking about, won't mm. dare talk about, can't even dare talk about because it's not normal conversation. I was going to tell you that they're inferior. I, I sat here and told you that I was feeling bad about my music not getting the reception that it wanted, mm. all because of myself. Mm. Analysis, mm-hmm. myself issues, you know, I had to really deal with myself and break out of that, but also understand that it stemmed from a deep rooted issue. So mm-hmm. all of these things have been a part of this season, dealing with ourselves, facing ourselves, growing, being gentle with ourselves. Hey, you know powerful. what I mean? It's very powerful. It's mm-hmm. very necessary mm-hmm. to just be gentle with yourself. You know what I mean? Even in your worst, even at your worst. Mm-hmm. Be gentle with yourself. Allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to evolve. Allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to cry. Mm. Allow yourself to to say, I don't know what to do right now. Mm. I'm tired. Mm. You know? Oh. You fine. I'm sorry. I just I'm just looking at you. You're fine. You are fine. Guys, it's been an incredible <laughs> season too. This person is messing up our flow right now <laughs> thank you dude. Okay. i love you all thank you so much for tuning in we will be back very very soon with more deep dive with vanessa day until then guys please always take care of yourself and the people around you be kind be loving god bless you did you love it please subscribe and write a review or tell your friend about the show find me on instagram and twitter and facebook at Vanessa Day. Thank you to my producer Amanda Rosenberg and the team at Jam Street Media. We're having such an amazing time. From Jam Street Media.